This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ed Flood writes, I wanted to start off by saying by no measure do I think Steve Cohen is cheap. That would be a false statement. I also don't think Mendoza is a bad hire. That being said, it just seems like he's not paying top dollar for his guys, which is concerning. He literally said he's not spending as much this year and everyone is taking it as he just said that, but I really think he's going to spend a lot and we don't want to admit it. With that being said, it's stupid not to spend money on pitching this offseason with the way stuff or lack thereof is currently destructed. And if he cheaps on them like he did with Council this year and even with Correa last year, I'm worried he won't get Otani, Yamamoto, or any good starting pitcher, which is kind of unacceptable. We are going to learn a lot, a lot about Steve Cohen, David Stearns, and this new Met organization based on how aggressive they are in free agency this offseason. David Stearns said in his press conference, and I agree with him, we want to build a farm system that's sustainable. We want to win consistently, and that means we're probably not going to trade a lot of our farm system which I agree with. It's why I said a few weeks ago, I don't think they're seriously in on Juan Soto. Now, he also said you never shut everything down. It doesn't mean they'll never make a trade. It doesn't mean they won't trade prospects. But he certainly implied that they are not in position right now to take a lot of their young players and trade them away for stars. So if they're going to rebuild this pitching staff, which is priority number one, two, and three, they're going to have to buy starting pitching free agents. Will it be the guys we're envisioning? Or are they going to go in a tier three and fill out their rotation on one and two year deals with average to subpar starting pitching? I am holding out hope that there will be one big ad, a medium ad, and a small ad to fix this rotation. But Ed's right. If they walk away with an underwhelming offseason, there's going to be a lot of anger from us as Met fans. We're never going to call Steve Cohen cheap necessarily, but we're going to be vastly disappointed. Where I disagree with that is, I don't think they cheaped out on Craig Council. I don't think that's what happened. I think that David Stearns knew a week ago, and he said this as much, they knew he wasn't really that interested in the job. They talked to him. He showed a little bit of interest. And Stearns said late last week, we kind of got the feel this wasn't the job he wanted. And he got the job he wanted because what he got with Chicago, and I said this before, is he got the best of every world. He got the big payroll. He got the higher expectations, and he got to stay local. So I don't think the Mets losing David, uh, losing Craig Council was Steve Cohen cheapening out. I don't buy that. Now, what they do when it comes to adding starting pitching, we'll all have strong opinions about that. I think they need to be super aggressive. 
I think a guy like Yamamoto is so perfect because even if you're on the timeline of we think we'll be good this year, but we think we're really going to be good next year and the year after, well, guess what? Yamamoto fits that timeline because he's only 25 years old. So I, I don't necessarily buy that they were cheapening on the manager hire and that's an indication they're going to cheap on the free agent additions. What I think they're going to do and I'm guessing here is they prioritize a few guys that they're willing to spend big money on. Like last year, he was willing to spend that big money on Carlos Correa until the medicals came back. I think that Otani and Yamamoto are two guys they circle and say, we're going to aggressively go after them. Doesn't mean they're going to get them, but they are going to be one of the top bidders for both guys. If they don't get either guy, for whatever reason, maybe Otani doesn't want to come to the East Coast, and in Yamamoto's case, They make a monster offer, but maybe Yamamoto has a preference to go to the West Coast. Who the hell knows, right? They bid on both guys aggressively. They don't get both guys. Yeah, then I think there's a worry of they're not just going to spend for the sake of spending. Like, I don't necessarily think, and by the way, you listening to this could find this to be a big negative, or you could say, no, this is smart business. I think they're going to offer big money to the guys they want, and I think that's Yamamoto and Otani, but I don't think if they lose out on both, they're going to say, ah, Let's offer Aaron Nola $200 million. I don't think they're going to say, well, we have to spend the money on somebody since we weren't able to get our preferences. So if they miss out on those guys, yeah, this could turn into a very disappointing offseason in terms of who they get. But that's not being cheap. That's saying we're willing to spend on these guys, but not much else. Because we don't believe in those other guys. Because we don't think those other guys are worth the investment. Jimmy writes, this hire tells me, dot, 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 uh uh-oh. What does this hire tell Jimmy? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Guys, I don't know anything about Mendoza's bench coach. I like that he's young and has experience in New York, but this hire tells me Stearns is going to be unpredictable and, in my first impression, wants to move on from this current team. Outside of Lindor and Nimmo, who both have hard contracts to move, I think everyone from Alvarez to Alonzo to Mauricio to Acuna to Jet Williams are on the table. I don't think we can say, I I don't think we can now say this is what Stearns is going to do next. He'll be in on free agents, but I think he really wants personnel changes on the field. I don't believe David Stearns is coming here saying, I need my guys. I don't buy that. I think he's going to make the best decisions for the team. If Pete Alonso isn't on this team, it's not going to be because, well, I didn't draft him. It's going to be because they, even if I disagree with them, don't want to pay the contract Scott Boris insists on. Willis writes, I can see the headline now. We all know it's going to happen sometime in June or July. After a brutal seven-game losing streak that sees us fall below 500, it will say, quote, the Mets fall below the Mendoza line. It will 100% be a New York Post headline. <laughs> Let's be honest. None of, actually know, none of us actually know much about this guy. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. But it sure feels like a dud. Here's to hoping it's wrong, but this feels like the first failure under David Stearns. It's not a failure. It's just that we don't know a lot about him. We were expecting somebody established. And so anybody they hired that wasn't an established name, 
was going to be disappointing. Think about this. Think about the other people they interviewed. Mark Kotze, who had lost 200-plus games in the last two years, and Andy, it ain't easy being green-green. If they had hired any of those guys, wouldn't we be saying the exact same thing? (laughs) Wouldn't the exact same thing be happening where we're all disappointed? So I think it was one of those hires that once they moved on from Buck Showalter, once they made that decision, and I do think most of us agreed that Buck had a bad year last year. Let's not forget what we thought about him managing the team a year ago. Let's not act like Buck Showalter is Connie Mack. The only point I made about Buck is it would have looked good and it would have been the right thing to do to say, hey, I'm going to give him a fair look. Doesn't mean David Stearns was ever going to hire him. He was never going to hire him. He was never going to keep him. But I understand looking at firing him without ever really talking to him and then never giving him a fair shake for this job just looks, it looks weird. I mean, Buck's a finalist for the Angels job. But there was never a scenario where he was going to be kept. So we have a manager. Step one of this offseason is now complete. Carlos Mendoza. Step number two, Adam Adovino, partially because Billy Epler's gone, (laughs) according to Adam, partially because Buck Showalter's gone, who the players adored. That's one thing we have heard universally. The players absolutely loved Buck Showalter. Which, look, it's a statement of fact. That doesn't mean they shouldn't have got rid of him. I think the Jet players love Robert Sala. What the hell does that mean? It's about winning and losing. But Adam Adovino decided to turn down his player option of $6.5 million. When we were talking about the bullpen options earlier this season, or earlier this offseason, and you could check that out in the archives of Rico Bronia, I was a little bit more hopeful that Adam Adovino would pick up his option only because not that I think he's going to repeat what he did last year, which was not a bad season, even though some Met fans have defined it as a bad season. It just wasn't as good as he was in 2022. And he's 38 years old. And look, he could very well be on the decline. There's a chance we see the Adam Adovino from, let's say, 2017 or the Adam Adovino from 2021 that walks the ballpark and isn't very good. Like that's absolutely on the table. He's 38 years old. But he's had two solid years, one good year in 22, one not as good year in 2023. But you now have to replace him. And that's why I was hopeful that Adam Adovino would elect his player option because look at the way this Met bullpen is constructed right now. You've got two guys, that's it, that you feel decent to good about in Edwin Diaz coming off a major injury and Brooks Raley. That's it. Because with Adovino out of the fold for now, they could always bring him back. Look who you're looking at. You're looking at Drew Smith, and they'll have to make a decision on Trevor Gott and Jeb Brigham. There are not a lot of good bullpen options that fit right now. They did pick up uh, Penn Murphy from the Seattle Mariners, who's injured but has good stuff and could be a good addition late this next season. But now it just means the Mets have to add another arm to this bullpen. And it could be Adam Adovino. It could be. Adam Adovino is going to test the market now. He's going to check out and see how much can he get coming off a solid year and a really good year the year before. Relievers are so up and down. They're extreme when it comes to up and down. 